welcome to Vineyard KC West podcast. For more information, visit us at vineyardkcwest.com. In our series about core, it's all about like, what are we about as a church? Like the core of something is like what's most important. So last week we talked about how we're all about transform people, like transform people, transform cities. And that's what Jesus was all about. And so today we're going to start walking through three things that are a focus for us, um, that, that for us as a church. Like these are the things that we really uh, focus on as a church and what we're really committed to happening. Uh, and so uh, th- what our first guide of things is this, is we look at the last words of Jesus for a direction as a church. Like, what are we doing? These are the last words of Jesus. Um, and these are on the sheets, but they're not up on the screen. So it says, then Jesus came to them and said, This is before Jesus ascended to heaven. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So what this means is, is that from the very first followers of Jesus till now, what people are doing is that we're actually, we're actually reaching people with the love of Jesus Christ. And then we're leading them in a growing relationship with Jesus, because we believe that that's the hope of the world is Jesus Christ. We believe that that's the hope. That's what we need. Uh, You know, with all the volatility in the world, with elections and all kinds of stuff, what's really happening? Again, that's all just really a sideshow. Everybody tunes in, but really where we should give our attention is, is to God and what he is doing. So as people are led in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, they're transformed which is what we talked about last week. Just not change on the outside, but real lasting change from the inside out. That's the change that God has in life. So the way we accomplish this as a, as a local church is, 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 is through three things. Encountering God, which is what we're talking about today. Enriching community, which means about to add value to. And then engaging our city. So those three focuses are what we do. So today, let's look at encountering God. So um, encounter is an interesting word. Like it, it means like to come face to face with somebody. And so, um, like, I remember the first time I came face to face with my wife, Michelle, right? Like, um, you know, we were, we were like, we actually sat down together. We were stuffing bulletins who would have thunk it. Right. And that's what we've been doing for 21 years together is, is we always end up when we're stuffing things and doing things. We're like, we're doing it again. And that's like our first conversation. But I remember too, a couple of times where I came face to face with things that maybe we watch on TV, but, but you, if you come face to face in real life, it's not as comforting like a a bear. Like if we were to put a bear on a TV and watch, watch a bear on TV, pretty interesting, right? Maybe he's, he's eating some salmon or he's, he's, he's walking around and doing things, but a bear is so interesting on TV and just, wow, look how big he is. And, and look how amazing that bear is. But if you have a bear in your face, it's a whole nother deal. And so we used to go backpacking through Yosemite. We take high school students through there every summer in, in California. So Yosemite natural park and, and, uh, every year we would get bears that would come into our camps. And so we would do all sorts of things. We'd have bear canisters where you put all of your food and toothpaste and smelly things in there. So the bears can't smell your stuff. Okay. And then, and then they can't open the canisters or you, you hang your food and your stuff from a tree where they can't get it. But every once in a while we wouldn't do that good of a job or somebody would hide a Snickers bar in their sleeping bag, that kind of thing. Right. You know? And so the bear would come strolling into camp and, 
in this one year, what you do when they come into camp is you, everybody gets up and you say, hey, bear, and you make noise. And in the, the agreement is, is that they go away, right? That's how it works. Well, this one night, the bear would come every 15 minutes. So everybody's tired. And by about the 10th time, nobody else got up but me. And so I'm like, hey, bear. And it, it doesn't know the rules. It doesn't stop. And so it keeps coming. And it got from me to about like maybe 10 feet away. And then finally, I'm kicking people. Get up, please. And it goes away. But I, w- I felt like I was face to face with a bear. The other time that I think of being face to face where I really got to know somebody or an animal was, was a llama. You know, it, it, at the porter's house, they have a llama. And they talked about how uh, Millie, uh, or is it Vanilli? Millie, Va- Mil- what? Vanilli. Vanilli, the llama, uh, you know, likes to kiss. And so I'm like, I'm not really into that. But so they said, this is, this is Vanilli, this is Cody, and the llama just lays one on me. And, and I, I know llamas now, you know, it was just face to face. But it's important for us to remember that, um, that that's how God wants to be with us. Like not this idea far off, like watching something, but God wants to be intimate with us and encounter us. Like that's supposed to be our normal everyday life is, is encountering God that way. So here's the first thing you got to know about God and coming face to face with him is that he is the pursuer. He is the one that actually pursues you. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a poet, English poet, Francis Thompson, and he influenced uh, G.K. Chesterton, if you've read him, or Tolkien, okay, Lord of the Rings uh, fame. He influenced them. Yeah. And, and he wrote this poem. You can look it up. It's too long for us to read. But he wrote a poem called The Hound of Heaven. And it's about how people try to run from God or, you know, feel like God can't be found. But it's really God that is chasing us down. He's chasing us down and chasing us down. The hound of heaven, like a, like a hound chasing a rabbit through the woods. That hound won't let up for anything to not get that rabbit. And that's how God is with us. And so it's God that starts the relationship with us. And, and, and sometimes, though, it feels like either, you know, the kids in here, you guys are probably played hide and go seek, uh, you know, often. Maybe some of the adults not as often. But, uh, you know, in hide and go seek, you know, ready or not, here I come. Come out wherever you are. And sometimes we can feel that way with God, you know, like, like he's hiding from us maybe, or we can't find him. And in reality, he's not hiding at all. He's pursuing us. He's pursuing us. And he's wanting to be that close with us face to face with us in our lives. And so this is how the first followers of Jesus actually wrote about God. uh, in when Jesus came to reveal him in the gospel of John, John, wrote this. He was, he was with Jesus from the beginning. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the father's side has made him known. So how do we know what God is like, right? When we wonder like, well, is God hiding? Well, we look to Jesus because Jesus has made him known. So if we want to know what God is like, well, look at the way Jesus treated people. Look at what Jesus did. And how did Jesus treat people, right? He, he loved everyone, Right. He, he cared for everyone. He in not just loving and accepting, but he actually called people on their stuff too. Right. It was like this. One of our values is come as you are, but don't stay that way. Right. Like become the person that God made you to be. 
you know, and so, so Jesus loved everybody. When he saw manipulation happening amongst powerful people, uh, amongst religious or politicians, Jesus called them out. Jesus was absolutely a rebel. Jesus, Jesus, you know, wasn't okay with people treating each other poorly. Jesus wasn't okay with anyone feeling like they weren't worth uh, all that God made them to be. And so when we look at Jesus, we can know what God is like. And then John also wrote in a letter to other Christians this. He said that, so speaking of Jesus, which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. That's first John one, one through three. And so do you hear the sensory words there? Like in Jesus, God is now tangible. And it's not that he wasn't before, but now Jesus has made him known in a way that is face to face. And that's the way we're supposed to be with God. The words are heard, seen, looked at, touched. So these are all words of coming face to face. So this is amazing. That's what God wants with us. Now, I want you to think, I want you to think, you know, how, how have you encountered God? There's many different ways. And sometimes you'll hear somebody say, hey, well, this is the way I've encountered God. And, and so you say, well, oh, I haven't had that way. I must not have encountered God. But it's, it's so fun to do. Um, I've talked to just hundreds and hundreds of people over, over the last couple of decades is a follower of Jesus and people that just say, I don't believe in God or, or I I'm, I'm angry at God or, or God has let me down or those things or God was with me, but now he's not. And I asked them, I say, okay, well, let's do an exercise and, and helping them find breadcrumbs back to what is God doing and how have they encountered him? So I asked them, well, you know, as, as a child, Tell me, did you sense God's presence at some point where you, you felt loved, you cared for, or maybe there was a time you were scared and, and all of a sudden just there was something or someone and you felt okay, you know, or, or maybe something worked out a different way and you said, wow, what is happening? This couldn't be a coincidence. Somebody or someone's doing something. Or I know for me, um, I, did, I was non-religious home. We didn't go to church or anything. There was times that my brother and I, we had these groves of trees in our property and all of a sudden we just sensed God. We had no idea, but it was just God's presence in that place. So we encountered him in different ways. I encountered him when, when there was a, there was a great accident, you know, at, at school. And, and we could have been in a situation where it would have been uh, very dangerous and, and could have been harmed greatly. And that one day we got haircuts for the first time at a real haircut place. My mom and my dad always cut them. And I said, wow, I think I just came face to face with God. So here's some other ways that uh, the Bible says that we get peace that surpasses understanding. So in other words, even though everything's messed up, I have peace. That's a way we encounter God face to face. Joy in the midst of suffering. Things are all bad, right? But, th- but it's just so, you know, I'm still okay, right? I love, I love gospel tunes. There's one that says, says uh, no food on the table. And then they go, joy. You know, it says, you know, you know, this went bad joy. You know, in other words, in the midst of all these things, there's still this joy. That's God face to face courage in the midst of certain defeat, hope when all seem lost filling of the Holy spirit where 
God's life is shared with you and, and you feel empowered and loved by him. Uh, serving others and experiencing fellowship with Jesus and others. That's a big way that I encounter God face to face is when I'm serving others. It's when I get my eyes off myself. Uh, strength that supersedes your weakness, right? Like, man, I don't know what it was. That, I had more strength than I ever thought. Um, what about dreams, right? Some of you have dreams in, in, in all sorts of ways, and, 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 but they're dreams about situations and things that are happening. God absolutely encounters us in our dreams, and, and he shows us things not only for ourselves, but to help other people. Uh, and the reason he does that is that we can't mess with it as much. Like God is always speaking, but when he comes to us and speaks in our dreams, we're more receptive. Um, uh, then there's healing, right? Maybe you've been healed of something or, or you've prayed and other people have been healed. Maybe there's insight and understanding from the Bible. When you open the Bible, you just hear so clearly from God. You're being encountered by him. Discernment or understanding of things that are happening that have maybe helped you or other people. Uh, faith. Uh, natural revelation, right? God's creation. You're looking like God is so amazing. Like this morning, the sun was coming up. It was so beautiful. I sensed God's presence through his creation. Um, words of knowledge and wisdom where God will share things with you that only God could know, but he shares it with you about a person or situation or prophecy or mercy or grace, rescue, provision. So these are kind of giftings that God gives people, but these are ways that many of you would line up that you've encountered God. In different ways. It doesn't matter which way, but you've encountered God in some way. Now, we have to ask the question, what do we do? Like, if God encounters us face-to-face, what do we do with that? Because is it just for you? Like, is the encounter with God just for you? So, for instance, like, when I was in my early 20s, I, all of a sudden, I always hungered after the word of God. I, as soon as I became a Christian at 15, the, the people just said, hey, this is how you grow in relationship with Jesus is read, read the Bible. So for the last 30 plus years, I have actually spent most days uh, I'll, at some point, whether the evening, during the day or the morning, I'll read the Bible. And it, it's actually shown to be the number one way that people actually get to know God and grow just without a doubt. That's the key thing for spiritual growth and life growth. But as I read the Bible in my early twenties, I had this great desire to share it with other people, like to just like in to teach it to other people. And so I would sit there for hours and I would read scripture and then I'd write these sermons, but I, I don't think they were quite sermons. I mean, they were just so bad. Uh, they were so bad because the first times that I ever shared uh, things from the Bible with people, uh, one of the first was with a bunch of teenagers. It was about 15 teenagers. And my mentor all of a sudden came. It was like two hours before we were supposed to share. I had never taught them before. And he said, he comes up, he goes, hey, my, my throat is bad. I can't do it. You got to do it. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And so, so I go in and I've got like books and Bibles and commentaries like, oh no, this is bad. And so I I say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to ask them to respond. It's going to be beautiful. Okay. And so we go through this thing and I talk for about 10, 15 minutes and I say, so, all right, let's talk about this, do this. And just nothing, just no response whatsoever. And so there was this kid with this letterman's jacket. He went to a Christian school. So I'm like, I don't know about the rest of these heathens, but this kid's going to tell me the the truth. And so I say to him, I said, you young man, let's talk about what we just talked about. And he said, I'm just gonna have to be honest. I can't speak for everybody else, but maybe I can. We have no idea what you just said. 
Okay. And so I just left that place so defeated. And, and I, then I saw my, the, my mentor that he goes, he goes, Hey, how'd it go? Get it? So all of a sudden his voice was okay. Right. And I said, I said, that was the most horrible, painful experience I have ever had in my life. I am never doing that again. And he goes, great. Now you're ready. Right. And so, so now I, 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 but I walked through this thing and I had this desire. So, but it started with me encountering God in the word. But see, this is how it works, you guys, is that what God and how he encounters you, and he encounters all of us in different ways, how he encounters you, you now have to steward that. Like you're supposed to be responsible with it. So for me, is I heard from God so richly in his word, just in seeking after him. And not that that's, not that that everybody can't do that, but there was something in me that said, I've got to share this. I started to steward this thing that he shared with me. So, so how is it for you that, that God in, has encountered you? Is it peace when everything's messed up? Is it joy when even in the suffering? Is it having his experience in his presence? Is it that when you pray, things happen? For you, you need to be responsible with that and steward that because it's a gift. It's, it's like everything we have. We're to steward it for God, because it's really his. So as we encounter him, he gives different things to us. And there's a story in the New Testament that Jesus told, and it was a story about a king. The guy wasn't a king yet, but he went to a far off land to become king. And the people said, hey, you're not our king. And so, so it, but there was this big hubbub and he ended up being king, but then he came back a while later. But when he had left, he said to, to three people, he said, look, here is um, here is uh, a minas, so uh, a measure of, of that, something that has value. Here's this. I want you to take this and uh, do something with it. So he comes back to the first guy and he says, he says, hey, so what did you do with what I gave you? And he says, well, I took the one and I now have 10 minas. And he says, wonderful. You know, give him 10 times now of this. Give him more. And then he goes to another one and he says, I now have five minas. And he says, wonderful. Put him in charge of five cities. You know, put it, you know, he, he was faithful with a little now give him much. And then he goes to the third one and he basically says like, look, I just hid what you gave me. In other words, there, I got something from you, but I just kept it. I just hid it. I, I didn't steward or, or, or share it with others. And so he's, he, he, Jesus actually says, well, he called him the wicked one, which means like you didn't do what I was meant to do. And then these other ones were faithful. And so there's this idea of stewardship. But at the end of the passage or what Jesus was saying, he says this in Luke 19, verse 26, he says, he replied, I tell you that to everyone who has more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, even what they have will be taken away. So here's what that means. Notice it says to I tell you to everyone that who has the guy with one didn't know what he had. He didn't know that what he got from the King who represents God was reproducible and supposed to be shared with other people. Right. And, and, and so, so look at this. I have, I have some acorns here from our trees outside and there's, there's just hundreds of them all over. You may be able to see online, but there it is. Uh, hundreds of them all over. These acorns, well, what do I have? I may just have a nut. I may just have something that's decorative. But in actuality, what I'm holding in my hand is an oak tree. 
I have an apple. I love apples. I eat like three apples a day. They're so good. Do I have a snack or do I have an apple tree? There's seeds in here that if I take them and I plant them, I now have an apple tree to share with other people. Or if I'm not going to be selfish, I can cut this thing in half and share it with another person, right? But notice in the verse, everyone who has more will be given. It's all about understanding what you have. Because the person that had the one, they didn't understand what they had. And so the way you've encountered God, the way he's given into your life, do you have something that's just for you that's hidden? Or do you share with other people? Because that's the way God moves. He moves in the way that we steward it. For instance, here, when, when, we, when we got here, we just said, hey, we think that we're supposed to be a part of this community in Piper. So we're not supposed to be a community that's separate from the community. We want to be a community in Piper. So we just said, well, you know what? Let's just open our building. Like just for anybody that is doing anything that has the fingerprints of God on it, not religious, but in the sense of doing good for other people, they can use our space. And hey, over at the school, whatever they need, let's do that. And let's serve them and do that. Let's build relationships. And, and what's happened is, is that as things have happened in the community, People call us, uh, you know, they call us like, hey, we've got this event to help these people. Can we borrow your tables? Uh, we need this kind of place to do this thing. And, and what it's done is, is that people understand the church here. And we're seeing other churches begin to do this as well. And it's beautiful. They understand the church in Piper as a servant of the community. As the ones that provide love and acceptance and, and just love no matter what. For the community. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? And so what we do is now we started to think like, as we saw this, like, oh, wow, there's something to this. The way we've stewarded that is we've kept reaching out no matter, even if we don't have the resources yet. So for Thanksgiving, right? We post on the Piper page. We're like, hey, whoever needs a Thanksgiving meal, we're providing it, right? And, and, and so people are starting to respond. We have, we have about, um, about 15 families already that have said, hey, we want a meal. Like we want a meal for Thanksgiving with the turkey and the, the, the fixings and all the stuff and everything involved and at no charge. So we foster that. We, we, we steward that. And so for each one of us, we need to stir that as well. And so have you encountered God? You know, how have you encountered him? And then the question is, is, is like, what will you do with it? Um, it may be through your creativity, you've encountered God. So you take that creativity, give it to others. If you experience God greatly when you pray, so you stewarding that would be, you would go pray for other people. If you experience God's like presence and encounter when you give, then you need to keep giving, right? And you see like when you give, he gives back to you in ways and it impacts things. Keep giving. See that. If, um, if when you pray for people, they sense God's presence or, or feel his care. And, and just let me say this. Um, let me finish that first. They sense it or they get healed or things happen. Then you need to keep doing that and, and foster that and steward that. But let me say this. None of this has to do with age, None of this has to do with education. None of this has to do with time that you've been a Christian. It's all about whether you steward the way that God encounters you. And so if, if, if God has is, if, is given you a heart for other people and you, you pray for other people and see things, you are to steward that. 
You're, you're, to, you're to give that. If, 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 if God's presence comes when you sing and do things and you love to sing, then the way to steward that is by, is by sharing that with other people. And that's where it really gets good. Because Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. That's, the, that's what he's talking about. Is, is that he would see God working in different ways. And he's like, okay. And then he would steward that. Let's just go do it. It's not about this great guesswork. God is moving and speaking all around us. And so as a church, we are committed to encountering God personally in our everyday lives, stewarding that to share it with others. Like I know, I know there's hairdressers in this church. And in one of the ways that they steward what God's done in their lives is, is they cut their hair and, and they, and they listen to them and encourage them. And then they pray for them and help them. And, and they, they become somebody that people know they can trust. Right. That's, that's, I mean, so whatever it is, you can steward that. And that's the way people are going to encounter God through you. So what we do is, is that one way that you encounter God is like we are this morning, even though we don't have our worship team, we're encountering God together, but then we do it in our lives. And then we share that with other people. That's the basics of the kingdom of God. It's not terribly complicated. It's not terribly, you know, you have to have a degree for it, but it's just childlike faith. It's just sharing that. See, many people think like, I have to like have my life all together too, right? Like, yeah, Cody, I encounter God, but you know, I I blow it sometimes and I mess up sometimes and I do this and I treat people poorly sometimes. And you know, it's like in, in the Lord says, Hey, guess what? Some of that mess that you don't like, and and, and maybe is ugly and, and you like things cleaned up. I'm going to clean that up as you go. Because that's as we steward the way that God is coming to us and speaks to us and moves then we're with him more and we're not focused on that. You know, whether that sin may be, whatever that thing is, just like, as we get focused on him and move, that stuff gets cleaned up. Isn't that good? Isn't that good that that's the way God works? That's what we're committed to, encountering God. And so um, let's pray. And, um, and, and just, just a simple prayer uh, that the Lord will always answer. Like this is, a, this is always a one, you're going to bat a thousand on this always. And it's the prayer is just like, God, I want more of you. I want to encounter you more. I want to be face to face with you. So we're just going to be quiet for a second. And, and if that's your heart, just pray that to God. Just like, God, I want more of you. I want to encounter you more. And then, and then, and then we'll, we'll do something else. Let's just do that. Thanks for listening this week. If you're looking for ways to serve, give, or get connected, please visit vineyardkcwest.com.